0: Hello and welcome to the SportsCast podcast with me, Liam and Jordan. This week we will be discussing the Rugby World Cup final, the cricket one-day World Cup, quick look back at the Austin Grand Prix with Mexico happening this weekend, Tyson Fury bout, and then a quick discussion around Derbies and rivalries.
1: Jordan, hello. Hello, how are you? Very well, yourself. Yes, I'm good, thank you. I'm reeling off the back of a very busy week of sport.
0: It's sort of going over the notes and everything, and looking at sort of what I well you know when we prep for this and then when I sort of a keep on top of it through through the day and well through the week and it's been been a very busy week it
1: has we've had champions league football we've had premier league football and a, and a full english football um calendar we've had boxing we've had rugby we've had formula 1 it's it's been a packed out week plenty to discuss it's been very
0: nice where do you want to start i think we start with the big one uh, last night um I think for me that's the most logical it's the rugby world cup's come to its finale and yes. it's been you know we're waiting on another four years for the same south africa team to go and do exactly what they're going to do again in four years time because that's how good they have been this year so well the last eight years if you like really you know they've, they've won it back to back I did see, obviously, for those that live under a rock, they beat New Zealand in the final 12-11. They, they beat France in the quarters 28-27. Yeah, by one point. England by one point and New Zealand by one point. So the three knockout games was all by one point. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and to be honest, it was a turn-up for the Bucs because the bookies' favourite was New Zealand. Um, was it? Yeah, the, the bookies' favourite was New Zealand coming into the game. Uh, I think
0: I think if you went back over previous episodes, I think I I said it's the France South Africa. When those two come across each other, that's it. That that's the the game. For me, yeah. that was that was it from the start. To be honest with you,
1: I enjoyed watching
0: France versus South Africa more than I did. Last night. That Last was, night I, think, yeah. I think that was the game of the tournament, and it was always going to be. Um, yeah. Last night was super
1: scrappy. I mean, the first ever red card in a World Cup final. What's your thoughts on that?
0: I think, I think it's harsh because the South African player had a change of direction. Now, there was a further yellow card for Khaleesi a little bit later on. It's very similar. Where a New Zealander's changed direction. Um, I think he landed. He 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 he. They, he got he, he landed off a line out, I believe, or a catch from a kick, and um, he got tackled. And then Khaleesi's hit him. But if you look at it was a line out actually defending line out for New Zealand five yard out. But if you look at Khaleesi's body, he is hinged at the hip. Yes, he has hit him high he has tried to get low on the tackle whereas yeah. Kane was very upright but he probably wasn't expecting to make a tackle until the change of direction no it's the, the
1: or maybe po- or maybe planning in his head to kind of tackle him from the side or tackling from behind yeah they've the, taking three or four more steps so he's got time to sort of get down get to there to yeah a, the a waist
0: level I think I think it is a red card by the game now and I just think that that in, in modern rugby there's going to be a red card every other game they're going to be a lot more frequent than they once were they're going to be a lot more frequent than you see in other sports yeah I think this is the new norm
1: do you think it changed the direction of the game or do you think
0: um yeah I do I think it actually it brought it, I, I think I think it brought yeah. I think that it brought the game closer New Zealand yeah. fought for more, and I, I think we we spoke during the game, and I said that this is gonna, this is gonna, New Zealand are gonna play better. It's harder to beat 14 men than it is 15 men. Yeah, yeah. So uh,
1: England took bronze in the tournament. Yeah, again, not a, not a game that that filled me with excitement. There was there was periods of excitement, but not mm. nothing. Kenneth. Everyone,
0: I mean. Everyone's saying that Wayne Barnes missed a couple of things yesterday for New Zealand, and everyone's saying that Argentina was hard done by. Argentina's first try was one of the most forward pass tries that I've seen for a very long time. And and you know me, I'm going to come in and I'm going to defend anyone that's playing against England to the hills. But that was a very very forward pass, and I think yeah, I think the referee made the game a lot closer than what it needed to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think one thing for me is comparing to football, which I watch football an awful lot more than I watch rugby. I watch rugby once every four years when the World Cups, a <laughs> um, but all, all the Six Nations. But uh, the 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 VAR and the the game continuation and the kind of the way that it flows and they they allow the medics on the pitch while games on play and things like that. It's just so much better than football. Football's turned into a very stop start quite divisive with the var yeah uh, like it, 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 it rugby just seems like it's kind of got the the continuation play out we have we
0: have we have had the Tmo for 20 twenty five years you know we, yeah it's not a f- three years in lavia the, the problem the problem you having now with Tmo when it is due to this head on head contact was it was yesterday in the game they went back probably quite far over one of the the, the tackles and it was a bit if it's not getting picked up straight away you kind of leave it and they went they went back quite you know probably yeah three minutes of the game and I don't like that part and and you might have missed this let's have, let's have a look at this they need to they need to let the ref ref the game and not let the TMO pick up on every mistake
1: yeah no I agree I agree so. the, it should be down to the referee to to Ask the TMO to review rather
0: well, than the yeah. TMO what what, what, what you what you used to have, and they they don't do it as much now, but say the game's going on and oh, wasn't that a little high, was that not? The referee would say on the mic, check that, and then let the game go. So, you know, he'd tell he'd prompt the TMO when he wants something checking as it goes. If he misses it, he misses it. That's part and parcel of the game. If it directly impacts the result of a try or something like that, okay. But don't go back, you know, to plays, you know, set pieces earlier and and look at things, especially when they did that yesterday and then admitted they got it wrong. Yeah, yeah.
1: But um, overall, great tournament. Uh, Really enjoyed watching it. And South Africa are after after all those games, all that, all that effort, are, are genuine deserving champions. So 100%. 100%. World champions. So well done to South Africa. And
0: whilst there is another world event going on, um, there's the Men's Cricket World Cup. Yes. And England played again today.
1: I, I haven't seen it, but I'm going to assume they got battered.
0: Yeah, they did. They lost, they lost to India by 100 runs. So they lost to Sri Lanka to, uh, yep. last week. Um, yes, yeah. They lost quite convincingly. Um they were 156 all out after thirty three overs. I think shrank took twenty two overs to get to get there and yeah. and then they lost to India by hundred runs today. So they are puts all, them all puts them 10. dead bottom.
1: Puts them yeah. absolutely dead bottom. They've, but then again they did play the uh Indians who obviously who are number one and yeah. they have won their last five games even above South Africa who have won four out of five sit top of the table on 12 points.
0: England play Australia next week. So that's not going to get any better no. for them. No. Um, we haven't touched on the results of the Texan Grand Prix.
1: We haven't, no, actually. The the Texan Grand Prix, the, the Aust- uh, Grand Prix from Austin, Texas, Circuit of the Americas, was last week at like 11 p.m. or something, was it? Yeah,
0: I think at 10. I think, yeah, it was
1: late. Yes. So we didn't touch on it on the podcast. Obviously, the result as they crossed the line <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong was uh, max verstappen on uh, max verstappen won the race obviously yep. with hamilton second and charles leclerc in th- third Third. In norris or... fourth norris fourth or was it norris i can't actually remember yeah norris fourth yeah yeah um, and then i so so i i went to bed i watched the cars cross the line so... and i went to bed and i woke up the following morning and I was doing some prep for the podcast just to kind of write down this, what was going to be happening, talk about this week, and it had all changed.
0: Rightly or wrongly, do you think?
1: Uh, It's it's technical regulations. It is written down and all the teams adhere to it. So for those of you that haven't seen this or or don't understand why they were disqualified, so Hamilton and Leclerc were both disqualified. Um, There is skid plates underneath the car And those skid plates have a certain amount of allowable wear, so it might be fifty mil, it might be hundred mil. I don't know, but this prevents the teams from running the cars too low. And when the FIA checked the cars, those two cars specifically over, um, they realized or or they they found out that the uh, skid plates had worn down more than the technical regulations allowed, and therefore they were disqualified. I, what I can't get my head around is why wasn't George Russell and signs assuming their cars were set up identically, part of the regulations, um, why were they not disqualified either? That, that, that's what I
0: can't get my head Could around. It could have just been, to, you know, the, the if you're taking corners at different speeds, you're hitting different bumps in the road, and, and you know, you you just the way is slightly different. And the, the cars won't be set up exactly the same The George might want his his wing at this, um, you know this mill and Lewis wants a different mill and, and the downforce plays different, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So but it, overall, it is, yeah. Overall, it
1: was an outstanding weekend for my beloved McLaren, <laughs> um, who, but obviously Verstappen m- uh, maintained his win. Norris in second, uh, a full eighteen points for Norris, and then Piastri. Uh, he unfortunately retired with a lap one incident, um, but that means that uh, McLaren have overtaken uh, Aston Martin in the Constructors' Championship.
0: Oh, yeah. and obviously this weekend they are in Mexico. Where Leclerc started on pole with signs and Max in third with Danny Rick in a very nice looking pole.
1: Yeah, I noted uh, noted Danny Ric. So the it's his only only second race back, and
0: he retired last week if I remember rightly. But I can't remember why. Um, the it wasn't it? Wasn't he? He he was in there with. Um... Piastri and another car, and he got quite a lot of side panel damaging. Yeah,
1: so so uh, Ricardo, it was disappointing for Ricardo. Return for Ricardo after a surgery on a broken wrist after a crash um, earlier in the season or on the first return return to the season, and or uh, his first race back
0: into Formula One actually. Um, but no, he had a couple of races in, didn't he? And then he and then he he had a bit of a smash. Um... Yeah. So it was his first race. For, sorry,
1: sorry. No, it's his, it's his, um, Austin was his first race back from to, the injury. Yeah. Yes. Today is, um, is remind me where we are Mexico. <laughs> yeah. We are in Mexico. Michael, Michael. And, um, yeah, he, he's, he's, they are bottom of the Constructors' Championship, uh, Alpha Towery? So if he can. Um, maintain a decent race pace in the race today, and not get swallowed up by the likes of kind of Hamilton and, and the really, really super fast
0: Williams on the 1.2 kilometer uh, straight. Yes, but but, um, but Williams haven't started top ten today. That's the only down for. No, um,
1: but I think Albon's in a decent position. So Sargent won't do anything, but.
0: Mm.
1: Even so, it's a good opportunity for Danny Rick.
0: It is, and obviously, as it stands, the start of the race has taken place, um, and normal. There was a bit of a lap one incident. We'll talk about it more next week. But normal practice has resumed. Just want to touch on something though as well. Um, Go. On. We are a couple of weeks away from the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Yes, we are, and I'm a bit. They've announced the lineup. Now, I'm, you know, years gone by, we've seen a little bit at, at um, Texas where there's been a bit of a show beforehand. But they're having nine artists, musicians, before the race, put on a bit of a show. Jay Balvin, Steve Aoki, um, there's a massive DJ out there. they do. They got uh, the appearance by the Blue Man Group, Circus Delay, Circus De Soleil... Yeah.
1: It's a so so. I get what you're saying. You would never get this in Austria, for example. You would never get this at Spa, for example, because Spa and Austria um, and Silverstone. Well, Silverstone's even no. Exclude Silverstone. You would never get that at like the core. We've raced here since the
0: 1960s. But but, but, but Silverstone does have a massive festival.
1: Yeah, on the grounds,
0: but away from away from the track. This is all. It's all gimmicky around the track i didn't know what your thoughts were around it so my thoughts are
1: my thoughts are las vegas you ask 95 percent of the population of the world what las vegas is and people know i think it's super hyped i think it's done with a very very specific target in mind liberty media and formula one they're an american company they want to um, they want to capture more of an American audience. They want to make money, but at the same time, they want to expand the sport over there as well. Um, hence, Andretti and Logan Sargent, um, and, and targeted advertising for America. They're doing it to achieve a specific purpose. And like I say, you you've got three types of races, in my opinion. You've got the core. We've been doing this since the '60s and '50s, and we're going to be doing this probably until Monaco, Spa, 1. yeah. You've got the kind of mid, kind of modern kind of thing. So you've got um, you've got uh, Silverstone, like really, really good party vibe weekend, but we're also here for the racing. Uh, we're not all just Drive to Survive fans. And then 1 million percent uh, Las Vegas is Drive to Survive. I have more money than I know what to do with, and I don't mind spending 8K on a paddock ticket and $1,500 a night on a hotel room. But I think it's very gimmicky. We'll see what it's like. It's on the calendar for the next couple of years, well, few years till twenty twenty six, and then see what
0: happens. Talking of gimmicky, there was a bit of boxing on again last night, but I used the term very loosely. It was. It was.
1: Um, I don't know what the correct word. Is like val- validated by the sanctioned. The, sanctioned, sanctioned. Yeah. It was sanctioned fight, wasn't it?
0: Yes. As We're a, talking
1: a, about, you say his name, I can say Tyson Fury, I don't know the other guy.
0: Ungano. Yes. Yeah.
1: <sighs> what? I, I'll be honest, so I, I finished the rugby and I turned the boxing on and it was supposed to start at 10 and I watched uh, Fury getting his uh, hands wrapped, so I thought there's no way mm. to start fights starting before eleven.
0: The that. ring The ring walk was at five past midnight.
1: Okay, so I did the right decision by going to bed.
0: Yeah, unfortunately we have young children, we went to bed. <laughs>
1: Um, well, I've I've seen the highlights of the I've, fight. I've I watched it, it really back today. Yeah, the fight was um, it went Fury's way by non unanimous decision two to one, um, with the judges scoring one one quite close and then the other two quite far apart. Yeah, uh, which when I've watched the highlights, I can't see. I mean, Fury was knocked down in 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 third.
0: Yeah, you see. I've seen a lot, I've not seen anyone say that's probably the right decision. Everyone said it's a bit, it's clearly a, a, a con. And I think I don't Fury was right. It's probably his toughest fight in 10 years. It's someone that took the fight to him. Not many people have done that. I'm a bit disappointed because I thought after this, I thought they were going to announce, they're looking at December 23rd, they were going to look at having Usage Fury, Joshua Wilder, on yep. the same card and then maybe Eubank-Conor Ben on the um, undercard. Um, but I think with such a difficult fight physically for for, for Tyson Fury, I don't think that's going to look like it's going to happen now.
1: Yeah.
0: Certainly not this side of Christmas.
1: I don't know what the purse was, but Fury doesn't have to do anything if he doesn't want to.
0: Yeah, that unfortunately that is where he's at. Um. But I'm, hope, I'm hoping we get a decent um, a decent boxing event over the next 12 months yeah. where it does have a few of those big boys that are not skirting around each other, taking silly exhibition fights here or there. I mean, yes, it was a sanctioned fight, but it's, it's an MMA fight. The 30, 38-year-old MMA fighter, you know, we, we've got better fights to look forward to.
1: Yeah. I mean last week um speaking of formula 1 from Austin last week um I'm not going to go into it but like a load of celebrities have basically bought a share bought, bought stakes in Alpine and they were all on the grid last week. Yeah. Martin Brundle was interviewing Anthony Joshua saying are other fans going to get what they want uh, which is a fury uh, fury Joshua fight. Um mm. I, who knows like I'd like to see it but I think Joshua I think Joshua has in, in recent years has tried to sidestep um, genuine fights and he just wants to punch somebody in the head and, and, yes. and earn a lot of like, easy money. Yeah. And I don't think Joshua, I don't, sorry, I don't think Fury is an easy fight. I do think those two would be well matched. And I actually do think that Fury would take that. Um,
0: because prior, Joshua. Prior to last night, I'd agree with you. It's a very, it'd have been a very, I think, I think it wouldn't have been evenly matched, but I think last night, has, has time caught up on Fury? Yeah, because yeah. he doesn't because he doesn't look after himself as well as other people as he gets a little bit older. Yeah, it's catching up on him.
1: Have you have you never had fish and chips from Morecambe before? Is there anyone <laughs> Fantastic fish and chips.
0: <laughs> Can't say I have. <laughs> Quickly, there's a couple of bits I want to touch on about football before we talk about football. Sandro Tonali for. Newcastle this week got a 10-month ban for gambling on football. Oh, wow. And, okay. And I, and I understand that gambling has its issues and, and things like that, and gambling on football is fun, and it is addictive, etc, etc. But when you are earning that that kind of money, you don't need to bet on the football you're playing on. That's exactly what I was just about to say. Like... You can it's, they're not doing it for money. They're not doing it for money. They're doing it for a high. So bet on different things. And I don't yeah. know. It just
1: throws me a little bit. It's mental, and I hope he's not being paid through his suspension either, because obviously they're
0: they're exploring legal options just to reduce his wage. But yeah, fans technically they are liable for it. I, I guess
1: it's absolutely insane. Like like you say, he's being paid a fortune. Like I mean, if he's playing in with Newcastle Premier League, he's not skint he's not probably on top wages but he's also not skint like why would you bet on football bet on curling bet on
0: on horses balls there's a lot more races they're a lot more frequent they're all the time so the next one was spurs top of the premier league after 10 games clear of arsenal by two points clear of city by two points are they genuine title contenders?
1: So uh, this this is what we discussed maybe five or six podcasts ago. They they built a team around Harry Kane. Now Harry Kane is gone. Have they have they got more of a team mentality and are they more of a football team rather than a football support to Harry Kane?
0: Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. It's just. <sighs> Not everything seems to be going their way because that's not fair to say. But they're doing very, very well. And they don't look like that, you know. Next weekend, you know, they seem to, they don't seem to be having any, they play Chelsea a week tomorrow. You know, Chelsea aren't exactly fighting fit. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah. But this weekend saw quite a few derbies. Manchester derby, you had Leeds-Huddersfield, you had Sheffield-Wednesday-Rotherham. Yeah. You could argue Cardiff-Bristol's probably quite... You know, they're only over the bridge to each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, Manchester derby went 3-0 City away at Old Trafford. Leeds beat Huddersfield 4-2. Sheffield-Wednesday picked up their first points of... the uh, First win of the season, 2-0 at home to Rotherham. It, it, It... There's not been a lot else go on this weekend. Arsenal battered. Um, uh, they won five nil, didn't they? Against uh, was it Chef, Chef United yesterday? Yeah. Villa beat Luton. Liverpool beat Forest. Everton a couple of couple of wins in a row now. Again uh, beat West Ham today, so they're out of the relegation zone. So
1: oh, speaking of Derby, City beat United
0: three nil, battered them. Yeah. I think that's always a given, though, especially in this, This, you know, with how things are, Harland scored twice, assist for Foden, it, it's pretty straightforward for them. Yeah. Man United are in a bit of turmoil at the minute. They don't seem to be coming out the other side of it. So I think they just wanted Radcliffe to buy the club, get a bit more understanding of what direction they're going in. But I just don't think they've got it. To be in, honest,
1: I've been touching. watching... I've been watching a little bit of the Beckham documentary and mm. it just reminds you of the absolute like efficiency, <clears throat> domination, like prowess. Any any describing word you can you can think of that, that means Man United were fucking brilliant during mm. the Alex Ferguson era. Uh, and that's the way that's how you would describe it. They they were unbelievable. They they yeah. The since, new since, since he left and we're he, he talking years ago now years and years I don't know I think one, ten years. Years. Think one yeah. ten years. Um, they've gone through managers and they've gone th- they've cycled through um, this is going to be the next player of,
0: of the Premier mm. League
1: and never really done anything
0: I think that's the problem I think they need to they need to they need to understand where they're at I think Ten Haag's the right man for that I just don't think there's the right mentality mm you know, mm. culture breeds performances and, there's, you yep. know, there's just nothing there. So, um, it made me think, though, what, what do you think? So, you know, Derby weekend, what do you think would be the biggest derbies slash rivalries in sport? So,
1: I have written down three, no, four, but I believe there is probably one that stands out. However, it's before both of our times, but the, the nature of it and the fact that we're still talking about it and the fact that we both know about it will probably uh, justify the reason why I've written it down. So I'll start with, with the first, which I think is, I think you'll definitely agree, which is the old firm
0: derby. Yeah, that, that's huge, huge.
1: Rangers versus Celtic. Um, it's not just a football game. It's literally life or death for for some of these fans. For some of these sort of hardcore ultra oldies. Um, Rangers versus Celtic. I mean, Rangers went uh, down to the lowest leagues of of yeah of of, of, of Scottish football after the their financial difficulties, and they've come back, and the, the the rivalry is just as
0: fierce. Yeah, it's it's. So I know, I know a lot about this derby because of um, connections with Celtic and things. And when they've come back up, um, they've realised they haven't had to give them much uh, tickets for away games. Yeah. So a week before the Celtic game, all, or a couple of little bit of time before the Celtic game, Rangers went, "When you come to Ibrox this year, we're not we're not giving you more than five hundred seats." And Celtic went, "Okay, no worries." So you're only getting five hundred seats at Celtic Park, and they went. That's not fair. And they're like, well, it's perfectly fair. So, the last couple of years, they've only had 500 tickets. Towards the end of last season, they've realised they don't have to give them any tickets. So, the last three old firms have been competed with zero away fans.
1: I did not know that.
0: Now, I've been up for big Celtic games. I've not been to old firm. I've been to some big Champions League nights. And... It, it it's it, it's it's completely shut down. The streets are just covered in green, um, and I know I, I've seen videos. I've seen a lot that goes on around the old firm. You hear of things, and I guess it 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 it's probably safer because then you're not putting set fans around the stadium of the other of the other fans.
1: Yeah, but it's also not football. Do you remember during COVID and we were playing football matches behind closed doors? It's yes, essentially but, the exact same thing. You've got but, one crowd but, but, cheering for but, one.
0: But, but the problem is that the rivalry isn't football. It's, okay. It's, it's religion. Who, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and I think, yeah. What are the next so ones so you've got?
1: The uh, Just quickly touching on Rangers versus Celtic. Okay. Two, 238 wins to Rangers, 138 wins to Celtic, 100 behind, uh, and 136 draws.
0: Celtic are the bigger club in the last ten years. Hundred percent. That, that's that's only due to where ranges have been, but they are yes. now back at. I mean, Celtic are seven points clear at the top of the SPL at the minute, but they they, they are a lot closer than than, than they've ever been. Hmm. Do you want to mention one? Or do you want me to go through my list? Well, that that was top of mine. My next one was England Wales rugby. Okay. Sim, you know probably a lot more than I do. It just just um, pu- just purely on the basis of I can handle Wales losing a rugby match, but never, never to No England. you can't. No you can't <laughs> but, and, and um we we had two games in the summer, summer tri whatever we called it, summer series before the World Cup yeah it just doesn't matter there's never a friendly' there's, there's, it's never a friendly it's it's england germany at football it's not a friendly no matter what it's never a friendly and that for me is 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 one of the big ones yeah in rugby any any of yours uh
1: so cricket um okay. possibly the 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 <laughs> bitterest of rivalries in in cricket is India versus Pakistan? Yeah, okay. So curveball, actually, curveball. Yeah, curveball. I thought you were going to go England, Australia. No, India versus Pakistan. So mm. geopolit—I mean, we're probably going a little bit deep for a, for a Sunday night podcast, but, on, <laughs> but geopolitically, I mean, I know a little bit about geography and history, and and I like that kind of thing. But geopolitically, like 1947, post-war Britain carved Mm. up india and 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 created pakistan created bangladesh uh, created kind of all of that region as it stands today and i mean bangladesh india pakistan um kind of middle east they're all mad on cricket literally if you have a look now the the highest subscribed youtube channels when i were growing up was all PewDiePie and Ray William Johnson and silly people doing silly things. Now, if you have a look now, it's Indian cricket channels. And in uh, cricket over kind of Pakistan and India is, mm. is life and death. It's unbelievable. And yeah. since since years and years gone by, it's always been um, a fierce rivalry between the two teams.
0: Yeah, i will go with that.
1: Kind of a curveball, kind of a kind of a spin.
0: Yeah, ball. well, I, well, I have a couple of football ones here, and and we haven't actually touched on it today. Is the El Clasico Barcelona Real Madrid, which Real Madrid yeah. actually won yesterday, two one with two goals from Jude Bellingham, fantastic finishes. Jude
1: Bellingham, he yeah. had moved. I forgot about that. We've not spoken yeah. about that.
0: So great well, move well, for him, by the way. Yeah, he's playing fantastically. He scored ten goals this season. His equals Dean Zidane's. Great, you know, best tally. So, yeah, it's. um
1: I don't know how old he is. I know we're talking about rivals. 20, 20 years old. He will be England's next top bloke. <laughs> I, I, I think. I think he'll win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, hundred percent. He's so, okay. he's outstanding. Um, but but, but no, I mean, he's not been the same though. I mean, we were talking we were talking offline about. Uh, and Barca and Real Madrid kind of classic teams like 2015, yeah. 2013 all the way through to like 2017 classic teams. But it just doesn't, like the El Clasico for me at the moment
0: doesn't hit the same as it did back so, then. So, so let me get through these then, right? So we're talking about, so the other football ones I have is obviously the Manchester Derby, Man United Leeds, Spurs Arsenal. They're probably the big ones. You've got your Birmingham Villas and stuff like that, but I don't think any of them carry the weight anymore. And and what I mean by that is, Man United, Man City, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, they weren't in the same leagues. No, they weren't. So it's only a derby now because they're the neighbouring villages, yeah, the the neighbouring teams. But Man United leeds Years gone by was was the big one. Man United, Liverpool was the big one. I agree. But now, you know, Leeds then dropped down the leagues and everything else. It's now it's not Spurs, Arsenal. Y- you know the players, and this is where I was going to go with this. The, the the players that come in aren't, you know, they're not they're not they're not British or English. They're not Manchester United, in, and you know the players that play for for Leeds aren't Leeds. You know the Spanish the European, so they haven't got that connection with, with the game, yeah, with with the match. So it's just they're just not derbies anymore, yeah. yeah. Agree. What's your next one?
1: Uh, I think the one, in my opinion, in my opinion, is um, boxing okay, Seven, 70s boxing, way before our time, <laughs> but still resonate, um. Quite possibly the the greatest boxing match, boxing matches of all time. You watch these plastic YouTube boxers that that mm-hmm. do not mm-hmm. do anything for you, and you you watch like Fury last night, like kind of kind of stumbling around the ring and maybe punching him in the head a couple of times. Like Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali's trio of fights in the mid seventies was, without a doubt, the best boxing I've ever seen. Not a Clearly, I for me, long. no.
0: I think for me, what what makes it so great, and what you you have genuine resentment in boxing now, and so and so will fight so and so, but then at the end they're like, oh, they've gained my respect, da 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 da. Whereas, <laughs> whereas Ali and Frazier just go, no, I still hate him, and I beat him. Like, I still ha- I
1: still hate him. But I want to fight him again.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and you don't and you don't get that as much. In modern day boxing now. Nope. You know? Even even Carl Frotch, George Groves, when 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 Frotch, Dick Groves, you know, the second time round was a lot of hatred to, due to what happened in the first fight. But again at the end, oh yeah, no, I respect him as a fighter. No, but you want to knock his block off.
1: Yeah, exactly. So and 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 these two were hard bastards as well. Yes. Forty-one rounds over three fights. Um, Back in the day when you could go fifteen, eighteen rounds. Yeah, so so fifteen rounds of boxing, um, fight of the century, nineteen seventy one. Frazier wins in a fifteenth round, fifteen round unanimous you know decision. So that breaks Muhammad Ali, who's 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 renowned as one of the best boxers in the world at this point. 31 fights of of unbeaten. successive wins, mm. unbeaten record, broken by Joe Frazier, um, followed by uh, those two. The, uh, so the second fight was in 1974. But what I was amazed by, what amazes me still when I look at the records of like Antony Joshua and, 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 and the big boxers at the moment, these guys were having four fights a year, as well as these big bouts as well between yes. the two of them. 1974, Ali wins a uh, 12-round unanimous decision and then the big one, the Thriller in Manila going one-all into the uh, the 1975 fight. Yeah, the decider. Um, Ali wins with a 14th round retirement and Joe Frazier gave absolutely every, In fact, both fighters gave absolutely everything they could and, and at this point they hated each other and at this point they wanted to, to kill each other in the ring um, and to go another 14 rounds against against your opponent and your opponent is just as ruthless as mm. you is hard work. Yeah, I've I've watched those fights and those fights were outstanding. They were, they were
0: that was entertainment. Mm. So the last one and I'm going to I'm going to give you four names because of two rivalries from okay. from from the sport that we we you know we we probably top of our list. You've got Prost Center. Mm-hmm. Or you've got the James Hunt, Nicky Lauder rivalry. How do you what, decide between them, though? That's for, for me, for me, there's one, there's one clear one. But um, that's only because it's my my favourite sporting favourite sportsman of all time. Yeah, is, is James Hunt. Um, that that was just absolute balls to the wall, hundred mile not hundred mile an hour, but but me, yeah, metaphorically a hundred mile an hour all the time. And you, he, he, he raced like it was always going to be his last race. He won the world title and said, I've achieved everything. See you later. Yeah. You know, and, but that, that, you know, Nicky Lowder said it, you know, when, when he retired, you know, you can't retire. I need you for me to be the best that I can be. And, and I, think, I think the difference with Prost and Centre is they didn't need each other.
1: No. Well, to be fair, they were teammates for two years. I think 1989 or something like that, they were teammates. Mm. Um, and they had a rivalry as a teammate. And then I think 90, up until ninety-three, ninety-four. I can't remember off the top of my head, 93, um, they, they, they split as, as teammates. But yeah, I think Hunt, um, Outstanding Racing Driver, I, I, yeah. and either of those two for me are our outstanding
0: contribution yeah. to this conversation. Massively. I do just want to end on one bit of a down note this weekend. I've always enjoyed my ice hockey. I'm, 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 I follow the Pittsburgh Penguins in, in the NHL. We're local to Sheffield Steelers. Last night, a game at the Sheffield Stadium with the Nottingham Panthers. I saw Adam Johnson have a bit of a collision, which saw his neck get sliced. And unfortunately, this morning, he lost that battle. Um, horrific. You'd, it's one of those. I'm surprised you don't see it more. But when it I mean, happens, yeah. you don't expect it to happen.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly glad you don't see it more. But, I mean, it's huge in America. It's huge in Canada. Um, you don't see this very often. It is a freak, complete freak accident. Um, I mean... He was only twenty nine, thirty fifth minute, twenty nine year old playing for playing for Nottingham uh, Panthers in 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 the UK. hockey yeah. you know. is gaining a following. Like it was, it was a packed out crowd last night. Uh, eight eight thousand people. Yeah, yeah, eight thousand fans, and, and it was a packed out crowd. And it's it's such a such a shame. Um, I was really sad to to hear it this morning. I've I've obviously watched. I heard it last night and uh, kind of didn't really think much
0: about it. Like it was. Yeah, i didn't, yeah. I didn't think it, I not think it'd be that. It sounds silly, that serious. You know, yeah. was a bad accident.
1: Well, but, last but... night, last night it was just a, a serious medical incident. So I had yeah. something to do with crowd or somebody had. I, I, I don't know to be honest, but it wasn't. It, it's not kind of what you want to. Not in any way, shape, or form. Obviously, what what we want to no. hear. Um, but he, the kind of. Solace is kind of he died doing what he loved, but I don't suppose
0: that brings any solace to his family. But no, well, hopefully, you know, we don't see it again for a very long time in, in the sport. Yeah, fantastic. I will see you next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us this week on the Sportscast Podcast. As normal, we will be active on Instagram and Twitter or X at Sportscast Pod UK. You'll join us again next week where we'll be looking back at the coming week's sports podcast.